Radio Newark, the home of Radio Newark Sport. Weeknights from 7. Radio Newark Sport. Brought to you with Smith's Timber Merchants. For all your fencing, decking and DIY needs on Appleton Gate, Newark. Visit smithstimber.co.uk. Tonight, or at least the script says, <laughs> football to Newark Golf Club captain... Keith Whitfield is back at Sport HQ. Unfortunately, Keith's not back at Sport HQ um, because he's been delayed in traffic. So let's um, let's do this. I'm Mick Bradley, he's Tony Smith, and live on DAB, FM, and around the world, this is the renowned Radio Newark Sport. And let's start with one or two of the headlines that's making the news from our locals. So we'll go to North North Carolina. Amber Owens had a great day at the Carolina Conference Indoor Track and Field Championships um, at a little town called Winton. Our girl ran in three races the 5k the mile and the 3k and won all three helping the trojans no less to win the conference in the process it has to be america because there's a lot of silly names in there isn't they but main thing is well done to uh, to amber owens part of the team here at radio new at sport three not fast members took part in the northumberland coastal ultra which apparently turned out to be 37 miles of snow hail rain and sandstorms well done to Nikki Sherwood to Clearwood and to Faye Parker and the full story on that one from Dave Farger at around about 7.20 just sounds like an awful a normal day up there to me um, it wasn't the best start for our mixed um, tennis players playing on the unfamiliar um, pitch and unfamiliar under floodlights would you believe at Southall but Sam Smith and Zara Jackson were the Newark Stars, winning all three of their sets that they played. And finally, Newark Flow Save reached the last four of the Not Senior Cup for the first time in the club's history, following what turned out to be a comfortable 3-0 victory over Eastwood at Lowfields. All eyes now turn to the Sports Village, where Newark Town have the formidable task of taking on the might of Notts County to see if we can have two Newark sides in the semi-final of this county's Premier Cup competition. Slight button's not working right at the beginning, so you might have missed that um, Keith Whitfield um, should be our guest tonight, the Newark Golf Club captain. Keith's been delayed in traffic. It is touch and go if he's going to make it at all. So um, the bad news is Tony Smith has got through the traffic and uh, has made it, so... uh, I'm afraid we're going to have to talk to him for the rest of the night. Um, don't want to spend too much time on last night in Newark Flow Service. Obviously, we'll talk about it tomorrow night in the football show. But a potential banana skin actually turned up out to be quite easy. Yeah, it was uh, an awesome performance in the first half. Harrying and uh, play- playing a very high press, and it was just superb. The from numbers 1 to 11 they were magnificent uh, Eastwood came back into it 
first half of the second period, but uh, then uh, Floss uh, finished off the job with another goal and uh, nearly got a fourth at the end as well. Poor old P- Paolo Piliero got the ball in the net, but uh, got a Clive Thomas given against him. The referee had blown up before it rolled over the line. I mean, I, I thought, I, I, I probably think wrong, and I've got no doubt the referees will put me right, that in this day and age you've sure to blew up when it was convenient to everybody to avoid what is known in football as a Clive Thomas. Yeah. Um, he didn't have a bad game. He got two things wrong, in my opinion. That he got wrong, because he shouldn't have blown that whistle when he did. And I thought the booking for allegedly kicking the ball away was bordering on the ridiculous. Yeah, it was... Um, but apart from that, he didn't have a bad game, so, so it will be nice. Over the course of the season, we've had a hell of a lot worse... Yes, and uh, you know, so uh, you know, it was it was it was very very pleasing that we scored three. But for it doesn't matter if it's three. No, it doesn't matter if it's four. No, he's still in the semi final of the Notts Cup. But, but for, for me, time. the pleasing thing was that uh, for the second game out of three, clean sheet. That that was very very pleasing. Two things that um, I thought um, come out of it last night. So I'm not going to dwell on flow sir. But two things I do really want to mention last night. In a football match that really, right up until kickoff, may not have even been played because of the weather. Yeah. 177 people to turn out on a freezing cold night on a game that they might have played a five or four and seen saw five minutes. And they could have watched, I know you wouldn't, but they could have watched Forest on television, which a lot of them would. I thought 177 was a remarkable crowd. Yeah, I mean, it was a bit of a wing and a prayer whether the game was going to be on in the first place. Uh, We were all keeping our fingers crossed all afternoon with the gathering clouds. And um, if somebody somebody had a spit on the pitch, it would have been off because the water level is that high. But um, it went ahead. And with the added attraction, inverted commas, of watching Forest on television... It was, you know, given the sub-zero temperatures, it was a but fantastic What turnout. I will say, if you're going to pick a Man of the Match award for yesterday, for last night, you can pick a Men of the Match award, because Anthony Reid and Kevin Preston both <laughs> yeah. spent most of the day forking that football pitch. Yeah. Yeah, OK, there was plenty of weight to let the fork into the ground. We know that. <laughs> We've had all those stories. But the fact is that two men spent hour upon hour walking over that football pitch with a fork yeah, yeah. yesterday really made that game play but tremendous I think everybody effort. owes them a big thank yeah, you yeah absolutely tremendous effort and um, the the thing is uh, that probably a lot of people don't know it's not cheap to put on a football match and we hadn't played for two and a half weeks and in the county cup you keep all your home receipts and if that game hadn't have gone ahead last night um, the game would have been transferred to Eastwood next Tuesday because they've got a 3G pitch. And, uh, and they would have kept all the receipts. And the the fixture and the money would have gone to Coronation Park mm. and not Lowfields. So, it is different. So, all I do now turn to the sports edition tonight on a game that actually yeah. is, is never been on doubt. And I know you don't like plastic, um, but that's the difference. Flowserve was sweating until quarter to eight last night if the game was going to be played. This one, well, nobody's even giving it a second thought. Yeah. Uh, I know, I know all the arguments. After the fortnight we'd had, it was a pleasure to be on the coach to Sporting Calcer on Saturday, knowing that the game would go ahead because they had the 3G surface. So, um... But you don't have to like it. 
I'm a great traditionalist, and and for me, football should be played on grass. Um, or it, if you if you if you're going to play on astroturf, call it soccer. Football should be played on grass. It should, but you can you can understand why it's not. Oh yeah, you you, you really can. I can understand the appeal. And um, I saw some pictures today of we mentioned last week Stourport upon Seven where we went. Yeah, we both of us went to watch closer. I, I saw the pictures as well. Uh, and if you can go on to Twitter and put Stourport Swifts Football Club yeah. and look at a, some drone footage, um, it's shocking. I, and I, I, I know, I, I also know that compared to it going through people's houses, a, flood, a, a football pitch being flooded is, yeah. is, is, is irrelevant. But from football mad people <laughs> like us, yeah. um, that is shocking because it is almost up to the top of the goals. It's, it's, it, it is horrific what's happening to people's homes. Uh, but between seven and eight, we are a sports show, and I fell in love with Starport Swifts and their clubhouse, and their people. The old people there were lovely and couldn't do enough for you in terms of hospitality. And what a magnificent clubhouse! And don't think it's and just, now it's underwater. Don't think it's just on the other side of the country because I heard last night from Newark Town's second team captain. They do not expect to play on their main pitch this season. They've even had the ECB out before it flooded, because when it flooded in October, it never really went away, and they have got a massive, great black bear patch in front of the pavilion. Now it's flooded three times in two weeks. You just you just uh, said Newark Town, though. You mean, you mean Newark R&M? Newark R&M, yeah, yeah, yeah Newark yeah. R&M. I, um, I, I I drove past Callum Road today because I had to take my youngest daughter to, uh, to, to, to to the shops to get to lunch for her company, and um, I, I, I drove past yesterday, and you could see the, uh, the you could see a lot of grass, and then go back. Well, I went back today, and then drove past on the bypass, and it is just the same as it's always been, or as it has been for for, for eons. We we are a sports show, and we do appreciate that when it gets into people's houses, mm. it must be absolutely yeah. devastating. Yeah. But from all those people that knew a car and them, the lads that play cricket, the committee, the stalwarts of the club that have been there, like Stuart Preston, hundreds of years. <laughs> um, <laughs> What is that going to happen to their club? I, th- I think he played against the All England eleven, didn't he, Stuart? <laughs> <laughs> um, let's get back to tonight because Newark Town are playing in, in in the quarterfinal. Now it wasn't many seasons ago when Newark Town actually played in the semi-final of the Notts Cup. Um, they played Clifton All Whites, mm. uh, and it was a fluke, wind-assisted cross in the last minute of injury time, extra time. So that's minute of extra time that deceived Gary Atwood that put Clifton All-Whites through to a final. That's how close knew it was to get in that final. So they nearly... You can't be any closer than getting to a final. Do you know how Clifton All-Whites played in that final? Yeah, 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 yeah. Carlton or Baseford, I think Carlton. Uh, uh. They got beat 2-0, I can't remember that. Uh, it's, it's just, um, you know, I mean, f- for for a Newark side... Carlton or Baseford. ...to get to the yeah. final. Probably and, Baseford. And, and, no disrespect to the likes of Carlton and Baseford, but this season, for the first time in a long, long time, we've got Notts County and Nottingham Forest there, and then that is 
Uh, this is why it's such a massive, carrots. massive match for yeah. Yorktown. Now, County are not going to bring the first team. We all know that. That That is not a problem. But you are playing Notts County. They didn't play last night at AFC Fowl. They went, and it got called off yeah. again last minute. And, you know, in these weather conditions, it, this is happening. So, just maybe... One or two of the lads might need a run out. If you are the manager of Notts County and your game at AFC Fylde was called off, you think, right, they're not going to come to much harm against New Town. Give them a run out because they need games in the legs because everybody is yeah. suffering the same way. Get yourselves down to the sports village tonight. One piece of advice. Wrap up well. <laughs> two pieces of <laughs> advice. If you're in walking distance, it may be best to walk because the car park isn't as big as it could be. Yeah. And remember, the sports centre car park is obviously going to be in use for the sports centre people as well. But get yourself down there because this is an absolutely massive match and the whole town is going to be behind Newark Town. You know, I mean, last night, you know, there's been an awful lot of bickering between the clubs. Not at player level not at management level but there's been bickering and i was so pleased that tony joins francis Tanro was there supporting newark flow serve last night and the flow serve contingent are going to be down there tonight because we're all supporting newark town tonight because newark town against Notts county as francis would tell you last happened in about 1930 something that's also a measure of how much joins a demo and everybody else have turned this club around yeah i mean it's it's People will support New at Flow Serve, other people will support New at Town. But with these two games, we're all supporting Newark. It doesn't matter what you know what word comes after it, we're all supporting Newark teams. And um, you know, I'll be there and I'll I'll be you know, that from a flow surf point of view it's a no lose situation. Because we could be playing Notts County in the semi finals or the final. But even I'm, better imagine New at Flow better. Serve against New at Town. That would be fantastic. It, that would be just... Oh. Talking of fantastic, let's change subject for a moment. Uh, this is one that we broke last night. Um, you was on your other duties, but this is one we broke last night. So I'll, I'll do it again for your benefit. Chad Sugden to face Shakan Peters, Peters for the vacant British light heavyweight Ooh. title after the original challenger, Craig Richards, withdraws. Now, think back... Chad thought Craig Richards in the matchroom contest before Christmas and got a draw, which everybody said was a victory because of your and Regis's and everybody else's theory that there's no way they was going to let an outsider beat one of the matchroom stars. It's not a theory. If, okay. you're, if you're away from home, you've got to knock the bloke out to get a draw. Anyway, that put basically Chad as reserve and on the undercard in this fight for a Longsdale belt um, and then Craig Richards has been withdrawn by his, his management his management team because um, some some fitness problem he hasn't been very well and some, some he's had a viral infection uh, he hasn't been able to train so they've pulled him out saying you know if you're not right at your top level you're out mm. um, you can have your go next um, which I think is sensible that's opened the door for Chad. March the 28th at Coventry. Chad Sugden fighting for a Longsdale belt. What do you make of that? I think it's fantastic. I mean, I um, cut my reporting teeth in the town writing about um, Isham Pickering and Cal Greaves fighting for the big titles. And um, 
you know, for uh, for Chad to. Um, I, th I think it's a vindication of his decision to uh, turn his back on the uh, kickboxing world, you know, and and, and, to, and to throw his lot into boxing, and uh, the fact that he's fighting for a Lonsdale belt. Um, I've got to be really careful because the last thing you want to do is offend kickboxing lads. But you know my feelings. Boxing is the, um, you know, if you've got a Lonsdale belt in your hand, it's a bit like, this is the best analogy, 20 Sunday morning football medals are worth one Saturday medal. And one Lonsdale belt is worth a shelf load of kickboxing titles. That's the best way of putting it. Okay, fair comment. I mean, I know you... you I can't get my head around boxing. I'm not a boxing fanatic. You love your boxing. Um, and I've got another boxing story to, to come. I don't mind um, falling out with chess players, but I'm not going to fall out with kickboxing. You're not falling out with Bailey. <laughs> you, you're not falling out with Bailey about this one, then. But, I mean, it was nice that, you know... Um, it has been nice on this show that when you have that discussion with kickboxers in the studio, they tend to... Uh, you know, well, Regis agreed, didn't he? Well, exactly. They, 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 they tend to swear to your side a bit, you know. So, um, but you know, I mean, going back to this discussion about if you're playing away from home as a boxer, Wilder versus Fury one, as opposed to Wilder versus Fury two, which was Sunday morning. Wilder versus Fury one, if it had been in Britain. Fiori would have been defending his WBC heavyweight title. And, and and basically, you know, because he battered Wilder in the first one as well, apart from getting uh, put on the canvas twice. And, and you know, I mean, as, as I said on Monday night, the performance that Fiori gave on Sunday morning was... took my breath away. Uh, he made somebody who had held the WBC world heavyweight title for five years... He made him look like a novice. And he was just by going forward and just by landing his jabs and doing his job, it was immense. So he had to knock him out to win? Well, you know, <clears throat> I think uh, Wilder's initial reaction when the towel came flying in from his corner was, what the, what are you doing? But I bet he thanked him afterwards because he was going to get pulped. A bit more boxing to come. Um, a bit of rugby to come and a bit of everything to come and um, the reason why we're having a chat is that unfortunately our guest tonight has been delayed it doesn't look like he's going to actually make it to the studio um keith whitfield was going to be here to talk about golf he is of course newt's golf club captain um he was going to talk all things golf um no good asking tony anything about golf um but well, we will catch up we will catch up with <laughs> keith sometime in the future but sometime in the very near future we're going to catch up with not fast Let's talk not fast, because we've got two weeks to catch up on from um, the army that dresses up in yellow, even a trip that we did in our red rhymes. They've been up to the tune. Dave, tell us all about it. Evening, Mick. Thank you very much. Yeah, there's been a, a quite a distance travelled this week. Uh, last week, there was really not that much. There was no competitive races um, last week, so I'll jump straight into this week. Um, we had 27 club members over seven partners. Uh, personal best for Alan Davidson and Anne Manley. Um, Saturday, we had seven members take part in the Jukui 10, which, um, contrary to the name, it was an 11-mile race, and that was from Walesby. 
and that took in some very muddy terrain, some needy water, rain, hail and wind. Uh, first back for the club was myself in 1 hour 40.14, followed by Simon Keyworth, 1 hour 51.49, Kerry Robinson, 2 hours 22.31, Chris Robinson, 2 hours 23.18, Diane Kennett, 2 hours 25.40, Laura Smith, 3 hours 10.28, and Zoe Smith, 4 hours 4 on the nose. Uh, Janet Davis, she took part in the National Cross Country Championships. That was about 9 kilometres, and that was 48 minutes and 24. Over in Scunthorpe, Dawn Lamb and Nettie Stevens, they took part in the Valentine's 10K. Very windy conditions there. Dawn finished it in 1 hour 23, and Nettie got a new personal best in 53.26. And moving on to Sunday, it was the rescheduled Stamford Striders 30 kilometres from last Sunday. Um, three members took part. Amy Borrell in 3 hours 13.45. Eva Marhofer in 3 hours 13.47 and Richard Boll in 3 hours 26.30. So running 30 kilometres in, in quite windy conditions, well done to them three. And then moving up to the Toon, um, we had three members took part in the Northumberland Coastal Ultra. It was their first ever in snow, hail, rain and sandstorms, would you believe? Uh, just over 36 miles, Nikki Sherwood in 8 hours 11.44. Clarewood and Fay Park in 8 hours 35.26. And lastly, Breeze Rowlands. She was up there supporting those three, but she also ran walked the 10K in 1 hour 48 on the nose. So a good spread and a good selection of distances um, over the last week, mate. I think you put, going back up to the two, and I think you put snow, hail and sandstorms. Well, that's just a normal summer's day, isn't it? <laughs> I, I, apparently it is, yeah. It was um, pretty drastic conditions, though. Um, I don't feel for them, especially doing an ultra. You know, every corner you take with an ultra, you know you've got so many more miles to do. Um, so, you know, well done. For I, I, mean, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, it must be, in, in all fairness, it, it's daunting when you've got the prospect of 37 miles, but some of that was obviously across beaches as well, which... which would no doubt sap ev- every i mean i know what it's like walking over the beach in the summer then yeah. running about trying to 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 run over it when there's a, a gale blowing and sand whipping in your eyes it's and this apparently is fun um apparently it is fun yeah some would call it madness we call it fun it's right it's a fine line, yeah. line Nick. it's a very fine line day right mr smith's got a question for you it's, it's your special night isn't it i was just wondering about park runs Mm-hmm. Um, I had a, a long and uh, uh, not very illustrious running career, but but because of uh, all my runs were on the, uh, pavements or tarmac, uh, my knees are now useless. Are you allowed to walk on a park run? You're allowed to run, you're allowed to walk. You can probably do a fancy little shimmy if you so wished. Um, <laughs> you can we we always have tail walkers at park runs, so regardless of the level, regardless of the speed, it's just a, a case to come along. They call it a park run. It's just really let's call it a five k park activity. Um, right. You can run. You can walk. There's no there's no remit. We have walkers. We have runners. It's um it's open to everyone. So as a granddad, would it be okay for me to come along and push a pram round it? It would. It would indeed. Oh, prams. Now, I'm not sure when it comes to prams at Newark Park Run. 
Um, I'll have to check because hmm. there's a s- small section that goes through the woods and then up the stairs at the back end. Oh. Um, <laughs> we can uh, we can certainly try and find out and let you know. Yeah, brilliant. Thanks, Dave. I, I think you what? might be all right this Saturday morning, though, Dave, because I don't think you'll be going down and up those stairs, will you? No. Well, the last um, last couple of weeks has been a different move, just purely down to the uh, the sheer amount of rain. But some people look forward to it. I look forward to it. We've got a race coming up this Saturday, the uh, Beaver Challenge, um, 15 or 26 miles in, hopefully, very muddy conditions. We're, we're back to that um, fun name again, aren't we? <laughs> we are. We are indeed. We are indeed. <laughs> and you can tell us all about it next week. I will. Thank you, mate. Lovely. Thank you, Dave. Cheers. Cheers. Bye-bye. <coughs> oh, dear. I'm even, I'm even choking thinking about it. <laughs> Fun, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, not sure about the sandstorm. I got two rugby ones. I want to talk talk to you. One one serious, one not quite so serious. Ireland's men's and women's Six Nations games against Italy in Dublin on the seventh and eighth of March have already been postponed because of the coronavirus. Mm. The Irish Elf Minister has said the, the men's game should be postponed uh, when he met the Irish Rugby Football Union today. Uh, of course, eleven towns in northern Italy are are on. Um, lock, lockdown and of course England still got to go to yeah to Italy I can see this Six Nations not finishing because this thing isn't going to go away not not quickly no it's um, <clears throat> it's, it's it's rapidly becoming something that <clears throat> I, I don't quite understand a pandemic not quite sure what one of those is but I think that's loosely translated is they can't stop it yeah, but but basically, uh, it's going to cause an awful lot of trouble. Apparently, Seb Coe thinks it's not going to affect the Olympics. Good luck with that, Seb. But you know, it's it's um, it really it's it's you know, we were talking about the floods, and you know, and and, and, and about how that you know it's shocking when people have got real life sewage going through the living rooms. We're talking about it in a sporting sense. You're losing football. You're losing cricket or rugby. But when you're talking about something that has killed 2,000 people, then sport doesn't even matter. You just do what's safe and, you know, you know, keep out of the way of it, don't you? Yeah, I, I, think, I think you're right. And, and, and I know the, the, the vaccine is supposed to be out in June or July or what, whatever, and it may just be one of those things that is, comes and goes away and... But at the moment, Sav, I think you're struggling somewhat with this <laughs> idea that it, it it won't it won't matter because me thinks it, it probably will matter. And yeah, I hope it doesn't matter because I at the back of my mind, Amy Hunt going to the Olympics in Tokyo. Mm. Gareth Bagley sat here last night, and you know I take every word that he says on athletics. He thinks she'll go. Yeah, as I say, uh, it would be fantastic, but uh, Amy is of an age where it doesn't have to be Tokyo. No, it doesn't. No, it will come. It, it, it will come. It will come. It will come again, won't it? Yeah, and, uh, yeah. That that is absolutely fantastic. The the other rugby story I got, and I've been chuckling all week about new rugby clubs game against Loughborough at um, at the Magnus. I mean, one what a fantastic effort to organise it. But two, to get Kellen Road open to serve bacon butties or whatever they had for lunch, 
and then hire a double-decker bus and put all the great and the good and the hierarchy of Newark Rugby Club on a double-decker bus is genius. I, I, I think, judging by uh, what Robert wasn't telling us on, on Monday night, I think what goes on on double-decker buses stays on double-decker buses, don't you? I get the impression it was the highlight of the day. I, I don't think there was very much uh, food consumed at the Club Rugby Club before that one. <laughs> No, 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 no. I think they was making an effort to get the bar takings up. <laughs> yes, and I think Mr. Swain managed it single-handedly by the sounds of things. I, I'm not really sure what, <laughs> w- w- where they directed the bus driver. But I think they had a grand yeah. op- open-top bus tour of Newark job, wasn't it? I think I'd have walked on that one. <laughs> that, that, I mean, it's absolutely, absolutely brilliant. <laughs> Rangers have won 1-0 at Sporting Braga in the, in the um, Europa What's n- happening up there? League. I mean, they went there with a 3-2 advantage, didn't they? So you'd have thought they was in trouble. Uh, and, and they've actually won the game 1-0, which, you know, is, is one hell of an effort. I mean, I'm sure Mr Preston and all the other Celtic fans won't be as impressed, but... No, but I mean, um, um, you know, Celtic are progressing as well. It's, it's not a bad effort. You know, they're maybe half-decent, getting half-decent football teams up. I mean, yeah. normally in the second round of uh, a European competition, if, if you're a Scotsman, you're usually the referee, aren't you? You know, it's it's, 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 it's not a hotbed that it used to be in '67 when Celtic were winning, actually winning the thing. You know, that, that's incredible. So, Manchester City are not going to retain their title, are they? I think that's, you know. That's obvious, isn't it? It sounds as though they're going to do well to retain Pep. Right, that, that's obvious. They've got a two-year ban, which won't be two years when it's all finished with, but at the minute, there's a two-year ban from Europe. Yeah, but they'll be playing in Europe next season, won't they? Because they've, they've, yeah, because it, the, uh, it'll, it'll take that long to get to the Court of Appeal, and when the Court of Appeal's finished with it, it'll be knocked down to one year, which is what everybody expected and what Man City will expect. We know that. Yeah. All things like that. All they've really got to play... I mean, apart from the FA Cup and the League Cup, but they've really... If Pep doesn't win the Champions League, he's failed. Yes? Yeah, definitely, because that is... Why have you got a black forehead? It's Ash Ash Wednesday. Right. And and as as a good Catholic lad, I went to Mass this morning and got daubed. Right. So it's, um... It's basically... Doesn't it wash off? It, it it does, but it's it's uh, it's a holy religious thing, you know. Right. Okay. Moving on. I, I'm not sure I really understand it, but uh, that's why I'm a practicing Catholic because I'm not very good. <laughs> no. <laughs> I thought we'd been doing some work for a change. Not good, Lord. No. No. Um, I'm okay. going to jump down the pit. Um. So, if Pep doesn't win the Champions League, is a failure. Yeah. 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 I'm sure that's. That's not harsh, is it? It's, it, it, it's not harsh uh, because that is the currency these days, isn't it? That's what you judge by. So, the round of 16... The League Cup doesn't matter. No, it matter. The FA Cup doesn't Hardly matter anymore, no. sadly. No, he's, he's got to win that. The FA Cup doesn't matter beyond the second round. Uh, the League, these days, is, is a just a sort of cakewalk, isn't it? And uh, but the, the 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 one thing the, the holy grail is is the Champions League. Now Liverpool's going to win the league this year, and yeah. won the Champions League last year. So 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 Klopp's done it. 
Yeah. He, he's a hero. He's got... He's, yeah. he's won it. But if Pep don't win... Real Madrid's not going to be the easiest game for them, but Real Madrid is not the team that was four or five years ago. But they are still top of the Liga. Sterling and Aguero are both on the bench. Sterling seems to like them. Yeah. He had a picture the other day in the paper of... Uh, with a, a come back to that one in a Real minute. Madrid shirt over his shoulder, didn't he? In, in, in Sterling and Aguero on the bench, arguably your two best players in the most important match that you've played all season is on the bench. Now, I know Pep Guardiola is a better manager than I ever will be, but <laughs> don't you pick your strongest team? <laughs> well, talking Am about... Am I missing something? Talking about your managerial career, Keith, Keith Whitfield was one of your players, wasn't yes, he? Yes, he was. <laughs> he used to turn up on a Sunday yeah. morning, though. <laughs> don't turn up on the, on the Wednesday night, does it? <laughs> when, we, when we won the league yeah. and only got beaten in the cup final by a fluke, Glenn Cobb goal in the 49th oh, minute in the 49th no. minute of injury time I, I, I've actually not heard Glenn talk about that tonight he's, he's talked about it every other time I've met him though <laughs> Any, anybody can hit a 60 yard clearance <laughs> wind, wind, wind and referee assisted wind assisted and referee assisted <laughs> but I'm not bitter who was, who was the referee let's name names Pete Oxbury oh was it Bless it's only him. 30 years ago yeah bless him yeah yeah, uh, yeah. he come from Yorkshire as well yeah. yeah but it was York it doesn't really count okay yeah so surely your biggest game your hardest game you've got two world class forwards who may just may cause the Madrid defence a problem yeah. and they're sitting on the bench it's ludicrous I think Man City will do alright as long as it doesn't go down to penalties <laughs> it's just I just can't get my head around that. No, and uh, it's it's not like the FA Cup where you sort of play your reserves, is it? I mean, no. uh, it's fairly serious. You probably think it's an FA Cup matches. Yeah, but 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 as, to, to go back to the original question, if if Pep doesn't win the Champions League, then um, you know he'll go. Well, basically, because he's failed. Basically, he's failed. He has failed at the. the, the at the manager's job at the top level these days. Yes. Which is all about... It's all right, he's done it everywhere else, we appreciate all that, but yeah. he hasn't won it with Manchester City with the pot of gold that he's being given. He's not got a great record, though, has he? He was mm. at Bayern Munich for uh, four years and uh, lost in the semi-final three times and the quarter-final once. Yeah. So he's not got a great record in the uh, in the cup with the big ears. OK, th th this is not going to go well. Leeds are playing tonight. At Middlesbrough. Three points in front of Forest. Yep. Um, with the game in hand, which is which is tonight, is this going to be the season that they get back to where many people think they belong? I don't think. What do you make of this? They belong in the Premier League. Does any team belong in the Premier League, or do you go down to the rugby stands and say that right, you are worth that amount of money? Your grand has got can take that that amount of people. It's got a stand on each side of it. You are the elite. We are. We are not letting anybody else in because that's what's going. That's what's happening in rugby. Yeah, <clears throat> and, and it makes it rubbish. Right. So, under the same basis, have Leeds a right to be in the Premier League? And should the Premier League be a closed shop? No, not at all, uh, because it's um, it's basically a great money cow. Then that, that that's the reason that everybody wants to be in it because they become. Uh, their clubs become multi-million pound organisations. Leeds don't have a, a right to be in it because they, they, they don't play after Christmas. <coughs> you know, they're fantastic until Christmas, but unfortunately the league title isn't decided 
They have the fan base. By then. They have. Oh a, yeah, great fan base. They have at least two sides of an half decent ground, and if there was in the Premier League, I'm sure they would hmm. get the rest of it sorted out. So they've got the criteria. Yeah. Whereas Bournemouth hasn't. Twelve thousand stadium. Hmm. That's rubbish. But you you, you can't give people uh, a given right to be at any level in football. You you but earn it. They couldn't do that in rugby. Yeah, but I mean. I'm not, I'm not a keen rugby man. He, 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 he can't do that, otherwise... I mean, like, so we went to Coventry, didn't we? Coventry United. What a fantastic stadium that is for rugby. And, you know, they've, they've clearly got ambitions. And those ambitions now, or sometime in the next few months, are going to be knocked on the head because they cannot get promoted. And, and therefore it makes... So it... what are you playing for? Well, exactly... It, 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 it makes it a ridicule of a sport, doesn't it? If if the Premier League go go to a closed shop, what's sixteen out of the twenty two playing for? Well, uh, absolutely nothing. <laughs> nothing. Be because why it, bother? It doesn't make it fun. It doesn't make it entertaining. It doesn't make it sort of a tingling experience. If relegation is taken out of the equation, you know, it's it's, it's no longer you know sort of. Your stomach in your mouth time, is it? No. Because, you know, oh, well, it doesn't really matter because we're not going to go down. You know, it, it just, it, it, it takes the competitive. It, it, it goes back to school sports. <laughs> school sports day. If you take the competitive side out of it, what's the point <laughs> in doing it? Here, here we go. We're going to talk, we're actually talking to Andy Iron tomorrow night. We should have been talking to Glenn Cobb, but Glenn's unavailable. We're going to talk to Andy Iron, Stephanie, and he's doing his own work because they have banned under 12 year olds from heading a ball in training yeah now i've written quite a lot in the flow surf program about people like jeff astle uh and and the likes who have suffered terribly uh as a result of heading a completely different ball in this is my this is my this was i was, was having this debate last night at, um, at the football Jeff Astle the ball that Jeff Astle and Tommy Lawton headed yeah. is not the football mm. that they're heading these days if you look on match of the day they'll hit shots from 30 yards and the keeper's virtually got no chance because it deviates so much in the air it's because it's a bag of wind if you hit one of those, if you hit one of those cases it stays like a tracer bullet like Bobby Charlton hits a shot it stays in a straight line and goes woof and um, I've got a little story for you, actually, seeing that, so that we've, we've got a bit of time tonight. A story I told on... Oh, time's up. That's shocking. <laughs> a story I told on Monday night about Duncan Edwards and his 62nd anniversary uh, on Saturday. We're doing repeats. No, but actually, on, on this coming Saturday, me, Ben and Jimmy Faulkner are going by car to Romulus in Birmingham and we are taking a detour to Dudley. Dudley? Dudley Cemetery and the church in Dudley. Where, oh, right. And we're actually going to pay our respects to Duncan Edwards. You can get one one of the brothers to actually take some photos. Uh, well... <laughs> no, it's not good asking you. Uh, yeah, well, somebody asked me last night... Uh, Damo, Damo Parkinson, asked me last night, oh, can you take some pictures? I said, well, I don't know actually how to take pictures on my mobile Did you phone. actually win the raffle then last night? And you worked out it was Damo under that coat? It was well, well wrapped up. Because it was just a walking coat, from what I could see. 
And it wasn't until it spoke I knew who was in it. It said Frickly Athletic on it. Yes, it's the only clue I've got. Okay, well, take some photos, please. Yes, well, I'll, 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 I'll get Ben or, or we'll take, take some photos. Ben will be able to take some photos and we will get them, uh, we'll, we'll get them to you. But it, it, as I said to them last night, you don't have to be a Manchester United fan, you have to be a football fan to appreciate Munich. And, uh, and and the fact that absolutely horrific because there are pictures from the Manchester uh, uh, hospital and Dunkard was sitting at what time are we kicking off against Wolves I don't want to miss that one and it was actually everybody thought oh brilliant Dunk's getting better and then unfortunately his internal injuries uh, resulted in him dying t- uh, a fortnight after the crash but I mean it's, it's, it, so you don't have to be a Manchester United fan to want to go on a trip like that just to pay your respects to the guy who probably if it if Munich hadn't have happened he would have been lifting the World Cup in 66 instead of Bobby Moore he was that good as I said on Monday night Manchester United was everybody loved Manchester United every team you saw even if you supported Leeds in them days you also mm-hmm. loved Manchester United yeah it took Ferguson 20 years, but he's got that one sorted. <laughs> he got that one so- sorted. <laughs> right, um, we, as you may have gathered by now, Tony and I are having one of our waffling evenings that we have every now and again. We do actually quite like him, and it's because we go just mm. go through sport. And this is totally unscripted. It's whatever comes into our edge next, and it's when one of our guests doesn't arrive at Sport HQ. And unfortunately, keep it. We, 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 we have a ringing phone. We did. Oh, yeah, we do. There you go. Right, go and okay. do go and do something. Um and um while I, I carry on. We what we're gonna do actually, um the bit that is scripted of tonight's programme is we're gonna talk about our Fab Four um coming up in a few minutes. So I'll tell you what they've been up to, the four youngsters that we are following because we followed Jess Weaver when she started out her career. She's now playing um rugby union at the top level we followed amy hunt when she started out on her career and amy is now completely on the world stage as you know and we followed chad sugden from all those wonderful days at um Kellamore when he was winning titles all over the place so uh we're gonna we're now following four more who we think are gonna go all the way i'll tell you about them and a little argument we had in a few minutes uh, we just had a phone call, that's a phone call that Tony took, and it was to advisors that if you are still planning on making a last-minute dash down to the Sports Village, um, our suggestion at 7 o'clock is proving correct. It's best to walk. They're actually queuing up on to Bowbridge Road and along Bowbridge Road, and my guess would be that the car parks are full at the Sports Village, so unless you want to park somewhere close proximity off, off Bowbridge Road... I think you may struggle to get to that match. Hmm. Please go. Please do it. Don't take any notice of what we're saying, but this is what we've just been told. Um, the traffic is absolutely horrendous around the ground. So, best of luck if you're going to try it. Right, we've had a bit of an argument in the production office because, um, as you know, we've got a Fab Four and we're following the Fab Four. And I wanted music to go with the Fab Four. So, uh, the producer says... I can see the way this is going. The producer says, well, if it's the Fab Four, you've got to have some Beatles music. Yeah. And I said... Monkeys. 
They come from they, they come from Liverpool. Of course I'm not having Liverpool music on this show. You know, Liverpool, Derby, South End, places like that. No, yeah. I'm not. So in the end, he says, Well, you choose the music that you want. You choose if you won't have Liverpool, choose your favourite music from your favourite county. <laughs> so I did. <laughs> It pleases Tony because it's a Yorkshire band. It's the Brighouse and Rastry. And And it pleases me because it's Cornish music. So from now on, this is our Fab Fortune, is a tribute to some group called The Beatles that never played music anywhere near as good as this. Right, the Fab Four, Tony. As I said when you was out the room, Amy Hunt, Jess Weaver, Chad Sugden, we've followed them all. These four are the next four that we think are going to become stars more than stars of Newark stars on the UK stage and maybe on the world stage did yeah? this begin as the famous five yes it did hmm. I couldn't find any music for that either no, I think right. it's, I haven't got anything about it Blyton <laughs> Rihanna Nolan Davis of course is all pre-season training for Rihanna at the minute she's our cricketer she's training hard still with the Loughborough Sparks the Knots under-17s and Welbeck, um, and she's had two indoor games for Loughborough this month, and Loughborough's one of the top ladies' teams in the country, and yeah, we say under-17s, Rihanna's 14. <laughs> um, um, Zoe Smith, Zoe competed at the English National Indoor Championships at Sheffield over the weekend. She surpassed all expectations by qualifying for the semi-final of the new PB of... Um, 9.74 the semi-finals excellent standard Zoe missed out on qualifying for the final but not by a large amount but with over 1,000 people watching the event being streamed live it was great to bring her into that into that sort of environment and her new PB takes her up to first in the East Midlands 36 in the UK at the under 15 age, age group uh, and at the under 14 she's 10th so she's going big time in the right direction. Sam Hardy, of course, is our boxer, taking up in, in the um, footsteps of, of um, Chad and Regis. Um, Sam should have been fighting in York last Friday night. Believe it or not, he fell off his bike and injured his leg. <laughs> So he had to cancel, and it's now just um, a waiting game until he gets called up for another fight. You can take the boy out of Newark, but <laughs> you can't take Newark out of the boy. Well done, Sam. That's uh, absolutely brilliant. And that leaves Josh Burkett, and Josh Burkett is actually our studio guest in a couple of weeks' time, because he's got a st- one heck of a story to tell. Um, Josh, 16-year-old Josh, has just gone back from Arizona with the Boston United <laughs> under-19 team. Uh, Harry Chapman from Long Bennington went with him, and they're both coming into the studio. I thought that has got to be worth a Josh Burkett e- <laughs> evening, because as an under-16 to go and play football with a set of under-19s in a tournament in Arizona, you know, I used to get a day out in Cleethorpes. Mm. That ain't bad going, is it? 
No, it's, it's, it's going to have quite a story to tell there. So that's our Fab <coughs> Four with the new Fab Four music. You see, the, the producers can't beat me. I can I can find my music. Yeah. Um, what do, you, you was want to waffle on about something? Well, I was I was just thinking of, uh, when uh, we have our football show on. That's always on, a worry on Thursday. Your railway questions. My railway questions are, are in the book, The Dump, because you made a comment last Thursday night, which I'm not going to remind you of, you can wait until tomorrow, but you made a comment last Thursday night, and after that I went home and did my work, and we are going to have a quiz tomorrow night, or more to the point, you are going to have a quiz, because you said you knew about something. Thomas the Tank Engine. Yes. Mm. I'm going to have to watch those videos with Emmy again very closely. I'm going to teach you for them. They're easy. Five easy questions. Okay. But uh, Colin Amos, the dear, dear Colin. Lovely Colin, Colin yes. Amos. Lovely Colin. Uh, he used to be... For some reason, when he was on the New Ecolise Committee, he was in sole charge of the Woolly Hall Cup draw. And so I used to I used to phone him up and say, Colin, have we... Can you tell me the Willie Hall Cup draw? And he, and he used to come out with a fantastic line that I loved every time. I've had a meeting with myself, and I can let... And so, I was thinking today, I thought I've had a little meeting with myself, and I was thinking, those railway questions are a bit too hard. It's okay if you're a sort of enthusiast of, of, of the railway world, but I, I just think they should, they should be dumbed down a bit for, for me and, uh, and, and similarly thick audience. Tony, they've certainly been dumbed down for tomorrow night. <laughs> I think uh, I think I might have found my element tomorrow. The Reverend Audrey would be would be well impressed with what's coming tomorrow oh, night. Oh, lovely! That, that sounds great. He he really would. Tomorrow night, of course, is what we call the Thirsty Football Show. I'm trying to think of a better name for it, but in a minute we call it the Thirsty Football Show. Um, <laughs> when we talk about football near and far, have a bit of fun with it. We do something called the Good, Bad, and the Ugly. Um, we talk about our local sides and there's going to be two massive matches to talk about last night and tonight so uh, both dave and tony are going to have to do their verbal match reports can i just put get my excuses in early about t- tomorrow night when you fire these five questions at me my entire thomas the tank en- tank engine experiences come from half past five until half six on saturday mornings Tony, everybody's Thomas the Tank Engine experiences come from that. Yeah, but, I mean, it's like... I get up with Emmy at half five on Saturday mornings so that her mum and my wife can sleep in for an extra hour and we sit down and we're on the laptop with her on my knee and we watch Thomas the Tank Engine, so... It's it's probably not the best time to take things in at half five on a Saturday morning, but I'll do my best. (laughs) Well... That's entirely up to you. There's five easy ones. I'll teach you for sticking your neck out. Um, and in answer to inquiries that we're already getting on here, I've got nothing at all come through from the match at the Sports Village. We have got uh, we have got a couple of reporters there that would let us know if any early goals went in. They have nothing. I, I, I've probably even got the feeling that it may be kicking off a little bit late because mm. there are major, major traffic problems around... Um, Bobby's Road and that area of people trying to get to the game. So uh, we've got nothing. If you go onto um, Twitter, onto the Newark Town Twitter pages, <laughs> I'm absolutely sure. It's like Field of Dreams, building there will come. I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely <laughs> sure. And, and this is one thing I absolutely love. Um, 
last night after the the flow serve game eastwood tweeted fantastic night um well looked after gracious in victory enjoyed it i go on to twitter tonight newark flow server on there good luck to newark town this evening in the knots senior cup newark town have responded thanks chaps that should be what it's all about mm. it really sh- it it it, it um, it really should be. Um, I, I'm, I'm assuming the players are out. Um, um, we, we've got Dave Bracegirdle down there, of course. We've got Dave Pickerell down there. The, the, the players are out, but uh, at the minute, I'm going to take it that it is still goalless. Um, if we can get down there, if we can find a way down there, Tony and I are off down there. Um, if not, like you, I should be sitting listening to it, looking out for it, and... Um, come on Newark Town because tonight as Tony said okay who you support you support Newark Town tonight yeah he support Newark he support Newark sport and, and uh, for the last five years all we've been trying to do is promote Newark sport and Newark sports people and last night and tonight is about Newark in the last eight of the County Cup you know, if it if it was Eastwood Town and Eastwood I've said this before but if it was Eastwood Town and Eastwood Community I'd, I'd had two teams in the last day of the County Cup, you would say, as a football fan, wow, football in Eastwood must be brilliant this season. We've got two Newark teams in the last day of the County Cup. Let's just support Newark. It don't matter what, what, uh, what they're called after that. Exactly. So, um, get yourself down there, if you can. I'm going to go down there, park I'm up gonna on... going to try. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go there, park up on Hortonville somewhere, and walk across. That seems like the best bet. I think that sounds an absolutely wonderful idea. Uh, you've been listening to Radio... And Radio New York Sports Special, I think, is the way of putting it. <laughs> a totally unscripted <laughs> one hour of uh, Tony and myself. I think Radio talking. New York Sport is always special. It just depends what you mean by special. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you're not the first to us. You're not, you're not the first to have said that. Um, tomorrow night, it is the um, the football show. Um, Dave's going to join us, and we're going to talk all things football, as I've said, both yeah. near and far. It's the quarterfinals of the FA Vars on Saturday, so we're going to see... Uh, who's playing who and where and I should remind everybody yet again that as far back ago as last September I said a team from the North East would win it come on heaven and there's two North East teams in the last eight so once again the footballing genius that sits behind this <laughs> this desk is going to is be he off proved, that's go is going to be proved right uh, Dave joins us um <laughs> North East football, it's, you can't beat it. It's as simple as that. Many have tried, many have failed. And talking of the North East, that's the introduction. It's Sir Douglas Hall up there. Radio News.